Today is Saturday, July 30th, 2016, and this is The Paul List, a comics analysis project where I, Tuply, uh, take a comic every day and do some analysis from a variety of perspectives. Our comic today, because it is the Saturday Super Friend, is Batgirl Number 1, written by Hope Larson and uh, drawn by Raphael Arbuquerque with colors by Dave McKegg. Um, DC Comics is in the midst of its rebirth, and um, Batgirl had a uh, reintroduction in a book called Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. Um, that was a couple weeks ago, and um, and this week we have Batgirl number one, and the appearance in DC Superheroes of Hope Larson, a graphic novelist um, probably best known for her adaptation of A Wrinkle in Time, also recently came out with Compass South, um, which is something I mentioned in yesterday's uh, Friday Family graphic novel. Um, Hope Larson was introduced onto the Rebirth stage when they were announcing the creative teams for all the new titles in this Rebirth relaunch, and I think uh, many of us were taken by surprise. Um, delighted, of course, to hear that um, this creator who had been largely in the world of, um, you know, sort of graphic novels, maybe all ages books, um, had found her way to um, to the DC rosters, uh, especially those of us who were watching for the creative teams to see what kinds of diversity DC would um, try to introduce um, uh, away from the um, long list of, <laughs> not to besmirch him, you know, Dan, Jurgen, Dan Jurgens and uh, that ilk who have um, long had their hand in comics and still do, um, but um, we were looking for new and different faces and voices. And Hope Larson, I think, brought a lot of hope um, to people who were wondering especially about this character of Batgirl um, because I think there are a lot of um, stakes. There's a lot invested in who Batgirl is um, for the reason that I think that Batgirl has always been a kind of blank slate. And, um, and I think that's something that um, is distressing to think about is in terms of the, the state of... Um, of women in comics um, and women characters, women creators, uh, female representation in comics, um, but also a space of possibility. And I think that's important to, to, to remember. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Um, the arc that's introduced in Batgirl number one is titled Beyond Burdenside, part one. And um, I probably don't have to rehearse this background, but just for anybody who doesn't know, um, in the New 52, uh, a, a Batgirl series appeared, written by Gail Simone, um, that was pretty popular, um, and pretty soon, like many of the New 52 titles, began to lose some of its steam uh, after 2030 issues. And uh, a major change was introduced a couple of years ago when a new creative team, um, um, Cameron uh, uh, Brendan Fletcher and um, and McCarthy, and then the uh, especially I think the the artist uh, Babs Tar, um, you know, were introduced. I think it was around issue thirty four or thirty five, and um, they introduced Burnside, which was sort of a, a Manhattan-y, hipstery part of Gotham, and sent Batgirl there. Um, did some weird things with her age and 
timeline, but <laughs> introduced a new sort of supporting cast of characters, made her a graduate student, um, super tech savvy. Of course, Batgirl Barbara Gordon is was Oracle, um, so that's always been part of her story. Um, but also the um, gave her a new costume, famously, that Tar designed, and the second that it appeared on, on Twitter and Tumblr, uh, folks went crazy over it. And, um, and I understand because it's pretty freaking cool looking costume um i think it was um i can't remember if it was designed by miss tar um or designed by jamie mckelvey possibly um but it definitely has a very cool um style a very cool fashion to it um buckles and boots and uh sort of doc martin-y looking boots and uh and just just cool um practical um tough um and not overly revealing which is uh you know a far cry from the trap that so many um uh mostly male comics creators have fallen into in thinking how they are going to depict female superheroes um Batgirl of Burnside was drawn with a style that was um very uh let's say very, I think very contemporary is a good way to say it um some people derisively called it very tumbler um I think that's uh accurate but but not with the not with the derision uh because i think that um the kind of um aesthetics that manifest the kind of um style stylistics of art that manifest uh, in places like tumblr or deviant art where artists are i think synergistically um if you would forgive me that word um synergistically combining stuff that they are seeing on um on, on anime and and um, you know Western animation and um, in uh, fashion design and really just um, all different avenues of art illustration uh, storytelling uh, including comics of course the kinds of mix remix fusion that's happening in places like that with different artists and their sensibilities who appear um, is uh, something that I think is a unequivocal good for comics. Um, it uh, stretches the voices that we can sing in. Um, it stretches the the capacity uh, that we have in comics to um, to tell stories, to appeal to um, sensibilities and aesthetics, to um, register in a certain um, cultural sphere, certain cultural spheres. And I think the the, the fashionableness of Burnside um, is something that was really great. Um, but I, I, I noticed that there wasn't much commentary in this direction, so I definitely didn't want to um, uh, dangerously uh, sort of, you know, make, make equivalences that were unfair. Um, but I always thought back uh, while I was, and I, and I followed the Burnside Batgirl. I liked it. I liked this. I thought the story was appealing enough, and um, the art was just really cool looking, as I've said. Um, but... I, I kept thinking of the Diana Prince Wonder Woman series. Um, Mike uh, Tsiakowski, I think, um, was the artist on that. And there was just basically a time period in the 70s when um, um, Wonder Woman sort of depowered, um, lost her powers, gained a um, very hip fashion sense, and um, an illustrator who could draw her like a fashion model of the time she looks uh like um well like what we now see when we watch mad men <laughs> uh very stylish um 
very Bond girl almost, um, and uh, and lost some of the hard uh, feminist edge of who she was in the past. Um, and famously, Gloria Steinem, uh, writing for Miss, um, you know, you know, um, exalted the Wonder Woman of her childhood and decried the Wonder Woman that she saw in the pages of the comics that uh, she was reading. Um, DC made a course correction and returned Wonder Woman to her, um, you know, butt-kicking self uh, afterwards. But that Diana Prince period, I think, was a fashionable Wonder Woman who... Um, left the status of being a goddess and icon and entered the status of being cool and um and i think that and and again i'm not trying to make an equivalence there that that's what batgirl of burnside was i think the 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 thing from that i think about is um how contested these things are you know with Superman's costume shifts, it's a question of whether he has a collar or not, or whether there's yellow in his shield or whatever his chest thing or not. With um, with women heroes, the way they dress, the way they appear, it just seems charged and, and just judged in a way that is reflective of the way that um, women are so often, you know, put on display to be judged and to be criticized and to be... Um, to, to, to have to represent, to have to bear um, so much more than um, a simple decision ought to. And, um, you know, and I think the same is kind of true of Batgirl. Um, even to this day, uh, Batgirl still gets um, sort of knocked around and and is a, is a sort of, um, you know, temp, uh, a sort of a blank slate for whatever creators or whatever um, fans, politics want to read into it. Um, recently, some controversy has flared up over um, The Killing Joke, which was a, a you know graphic novel by Morin Boland that uh, has been made into, now been made into a, um, animated, a DC animated universe movie. Um, the Killing Joke had a um, famous and um, infamous scene where... Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and spoil it, spoil it, um, where the Joker, um, you know, shoots and there's a suggestion of, um, some kind of, uh, uh, you know, um, either rape or near rape kind of, um, kind of incident. And, um, Barbara Gordon, who is Commissioner Gordon's daughter and who is Batgirl is, uh, paralyzed. And um, it was another example of the phenomenon that Gail Simone called um, sort of fridging or women, I don't know if she called it fridging, but she pointed out the women in refrigerators um, trope that women in comics were so often used to be, um, you know, a kind of uh, emotional lever for the male characters and nothing more. Or they were meant to be uh, sidekicks or female versions or wives or um, damsels in distress or um, the, um, you know, whatever, you know, all, all of the uh, sort of <laughs> male-centered um, worldview versions of women that you could think of. Um, anything that, that other than just a human being, um, free to be whoever they are. Um, and Batgirl has had many iterations. Many of them were, are, uh, you know, very earnest attempts to introduce a new, um, a new style 
a new statement about womanhood or girlhood or whatever, um, you know, you're, you're Stephanie Brown, you're Cassandra Cain, um, and so on. And to infuse the, you know, you know well-worn bath, Batman mythos with some kind of statement about um, girlhood or womanhood. Um, and often those characters have been, um, you know, interesting, different, unique. Um, DC is reprinting the um, Batgirl, the Cassandra Kane Batgirl right now, and I hadn't read it in the past, and I am catching up with it, and I enjoy it, actually. It's, uh, it's, it's not what I expected. Um, and over at Detective Comics, um, there's a team that Batwoman and Batman are training and raising up that includes Red Robin and Clayface, but also includes a spoiler, um, spoiler, not, that's, that's not a spoiler, that's the character, um, as well as, you know, it's, it's sort of like the, the history of the Batgirls outside of, um, the Barbara Gordon, Gordon Batgirl. Um, they're all on the team, and it's I think it's a colorful cast, but I think um, it's interesting to think about in terms of what sorts of um, um, either portrayal or you you might even say in some cases fantasies about about girls and about women are being drawn inscribed into these characters. Okay, well with all that as backdrop, um, you know it was both a politically necessary and a savvy move to have. Um, this new Batgirl written by somebody like Hope Larson, who could bring an adventurousness and uh, no doubt a, um, an originality of voice to uh, writing um, this often highly charged character. Um, oh, I didn't finish describing the controversy uh, of The Killing Joke. So The Killing Joke movie uh, features... A, um, a, a bunch of added stuff. You know, they were sort of like, oh, we, we know that, you know, this story has a reputation for fridging, uh, in a sense, Batgirl. And so we're going to add more depth. And I haven't seen it. Um, and people who have seen it and people who are there in the conversation have had different points of view and different takes on this. And so there is this is a version of events, but it's a version that's out there. And the version that's out there is that what was added to Batgirl's, uh, to Barbara Gordon's story in The Killing Joke is um, is essentially a, a romantic relationship with Bruce Wayne, uh, with Batman, which um, is you know, controversial for, a number, for on, a, on a bunch of different levels. Um, and, and, you know, many, many, many have taken issue with that. Um, and then uh, also sort of her use of sexuality in being introduced, um, seen as problematic um, for, for many good reasons. Sorry, so that was the killing joke controversy that is still hot right now, I think. Um, that's the environment. And obviously, you know, Hope Larson and and uh, the Batman folks and Raphael Albuquerque didn't um, know that going into drawing this book. Um, but what they did know is that there was a variant cover of Batgirl of uh, a while ago in which, um, uh, uh, you know, B Batgirl was portrayed as um, in the sort of the scene from The Killing Joke. It was a series of uh, Joker variants for the month. And... Um, you know, the the sort of gun to her head, um, uh, uh, Joker, you know, threatening her life image was sort of replayed on this cover in, the, in a kind of horf horrific, um, you know, uh, a horrific uh, image. 
and um and that image was illustrated by Raphael Albuquerque, who um, was quick to say he um, he was he, su he supported the cover being pulled when DC editors decided to pull it, and then you know a lot of people were up in arms about censorship or something like that, um, and um, and you know it just really became a, a contentious, a politically contentious thing. Um, so now that brings us to today. That brings us to Hope Larson um, writing this and Rafael Albuquerque now drawing this Batgirl series. And what's um, what what's what's it about? <laughs> it's about um, Batgirl Barbara Gordon leaving uh, leaving behind everything, um, leaving behind Burnside. As I said, it's the arc is entitled Beyond Burnside. Um, for that matter, leaving behind Gotham. For that matter, leaving behind the United States. Um, she is in Asia. She is in Japan, and she is a um, backpacking world traveler. Um, she has thoughts and memories, and sort of constantly wrestling with, um, you know, the recent past, um, as well as some references to the distant past of who she's been as a character. Um, her oracle past. Her her um, past of, of being a hero and as well as a victim. Um, but here she is in Japan. She runs into a, a, an old friend that she grew up with who happens to be at the same, um, you know, uh, um, uh, the same uh, hostel, staying at the same hostel. His name is Kai. He's Chinese-American, it seems. Um, she somehow is proficient in Japanese because she's a genius. And she's actually, she goes and seeks out a, um, a woman who was uh, known as Fruit Bat, um, an old woman who, uh, in her time, and it turns out, um, spoiler alert, not that spoiler, the actual spoiler spoiler, uh, who turns out is still a Fruit Bat capable of being the Fruit Bat, uh, you know, sort of a Japanese-style um, Batgirl character, Batwoman character, essentially. And um, so I won't talk too much about what goes on, um, but um, but really, I, I I guess I just want to suggest this is only a first issue. A lot of things are are laid down and introduced, but I think probably the most important thing is the sense that this is a departure. And you know, on one hand, maybe a little bit sad for me is that um, it seems that every time Batgirl gets reestablished, she must be a departure. I mean, that's kind of true of every relaunch, but it's also just to me the sense that she, you know. <sighs> all of her history seems to be so fraught and it seems to always have to be so fraught um, exactly because of the um, the the legacy of this gender dynamics that I feel like she's a character upon whom into whom we we all have read so much different kinds of trauma and that is um, that is hard um, I, I I so much want that Barbara Gordon to just be able to be um, free but even that even in that free is a certain like you know carries with it a lot of baggage i think the batgirl of burnside was meant to be a young and free batgirl but but you know it um it felt a little bit like i think to me it felt a little bit like too like a cheap kind of freedom a, a sudden and drastic change and um and then the the simone Batgirl, you know, was great. I liked it, but um, it seemed to be continually, perpetually dealing with baggage, and um, and that was really rough. And I and I just 
wish that um, Batgirl could be free. Um, but she, I, she's not going to be because it's not about her. It's, she's a fictional character. Um, it's about us. It's about all the baggage that we bring to who she is. Um, and um, and I, I think that baggage is not bad. It's just it's baggage you know it is what it is and so i i i don't know if this was an intentional metaphor <laughs> the idea that you know ba barbara gordon is now on a backpacking tour where she has to travel light she has to let go of a whole lot of baggage and um you know fit her life into a backpack and um and refine in a sense retrain who she is but my guess is that um, Hope Larson knows what she's doing in doing that and wants to, wants to, similar to maybe my impulse, to um, give her a new place with new, new surroundings, new, new supporting characters, an, an, a new opportunity to find herself. And, um, and I think it's interesting that this new opportunity to find herself is one in which she departs from uh, America and the you know band of superheroes and she's not there with the uh, back back uh, the uh, new detective comics team although I guess she's with the um, birds of prey team that's in the Batgirl and the birds of prey title and I think I think all that happens after this little journey that we see um, but uh, anyway she, in this story at least um, I think Larson has said in an in an ish, um, episode of um, podcast that I mentioned before what podcast was oh she was on the nerdist podcast the nerdist comics panel um she she has said that uh editorial basically has given her the freedom to say you know don't worry about corresponding her to you know being in a certain place being in a certain time to match with the other series you just do your thing and and i think that's great um and it seems like the, her thing is going to be that um batgirl is going to be able to um uh, go off and find her Asian roots, <laughs> find her mixed martial arts, or as they call it in this multi-martial arts, um, you know, soul, <laughs> and and be able to kick butt in new ways that are maybe her very own, um, separate from Bruce and Batman and the Joker and history and uh, commissioners and um, and all that has been there. Um, that to me is a hopeful thing, and I think it's cool too that um, it's that Raphael Albuquerque gets another shot, another hand at recreating what his imprint on Batgirl is going to be. Um, not that cover, but um, but a Chinese version of Huck. <laughs> if you you might know what I'm talking about, but uh, the character Kai uh, at certain angles reminds me so much of Albuquerque's work on Huck, uh, his image series with Mark Miller. Um, yeah, so so I'm en enthusiastic to see how this departure uh, unfolds, how it takes place for Larson and what she's thinking in terms of storytelling. And I really hope people are on board for the ride. Um, I know it doesn't have some of the appeal that um, prior runs had, Simone being Simone and, um, and then the, the Burnside Batgirl having the sort of instant visual appeal that it has. Um, Albuquerque has a different instant visual appeal, and I think Larson's story is more patient and mature. Um, no, I don't mean that as a slight to that, that previous team. I just think that um, it seems the optics are targeting a, a slightly different audience. Maybe the same audience, but maybe a couple years older now. Um, and that's a cool thing. Um, so, yeah, 
that's Batgirl number one. Check it out um, from DC Comics, in case you didn't know. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow to talk about our um, Sunday Small Press book, which is going to be a book from uh, a book from Myriad um, publisher in England. And uh, it's by Will Vall. It's called The Opportunity. Uh, I encourage you to check it out and read it before we talk about it. Um, if you, uh, let's see, if you are an iPad owner and um, you have, um, you know, you wonder where to get comics for the iPad, I want to recommend the Sequential app. Um, Sequential is an app that um, has relationships with a lot of publishers that are less in the um, sort of big direct market, more in the sort of graphic novel, smaller press. Um, alternative, um, so your your Fantic Graphics kind of publishers, um, or your Koyama, or your you know self made. Do they have self made hero books? I don't know, uh, but um, but uh, they have publishers like uh, Myriad, and uh, I, that's where I found the opportunity by Will Volley um, came out a few months ago. So it's there in the storefront of Sequential, um, or get it however you you want to get it. Um, so thanks for joining. Um, come back with us uh, to, to um, continue exploring the wide world of comics. And please keep reading. All right. <laughs>